It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the March 16th edition of the Flow Track Podcast. We're doing this remote quarantine edition. We'll be doing this remote pretty much for the for the long haul, I guess, seeing how <laughs> things have uh, fast forward to where we are now. Uh, Lincoln and I are both in our apartments a few miles away from each other. And uh, yeah, Lincoln, welcome back to the podcast. You haven't been on in a few days. Yeah, things have changed considerably since I've been on. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad to see you guys got back safe from Albuquerque and uh, a very strange event. Obviously, everyone pretty much caught up on what went down. No NCAA indoors, no NCAA outdoor season is all, at, at all. I, I have been, uh, I don't know if you want to say, pretty pessimistic throughout this whole thing. I, I, I really thought that this would extend for a while, this coronavirus thing, but in no way did I see the outdoor season getting canceled. I mean, the national championships are in June. I understand you have to get qualifiers in April and May to do that, but that floored me, even for a person who was like, wow, we need to take this really seriously. And obviously that's shown itself out the last couple of days. I just could not believe when I saw that outdoors was also canceled. Yeah, I couldn't believe it either. But then the more and more I thought about it, it actually made more sense that they would cancel the spring season now then wait because i think people i mean think about what it was like for these athletes who were literally on the track doing warm-ups and then it get canceled like that was probably yeah. the worst way for an event to be canceled and i think they kind of wanted to like not give like half hope or like do we train because we might find out on may 15th that we have ncaa's it makes it you know it makes it a little more like weird and also with a lot of the campuses they're not allowing athletics to happen you know whether they're yeah. oh we're sec it's suspending until april 14th acc suspended indefinitely so like i think with all that nca is like we just gotta do it we have to rip the band-aid off and just do yeah. a clean break if you're gonna train with your team that's not social distancing so i i get that i'm gonna be interested to see over the next few weeks how athletes are going to try to to tra train. I mean, we know, at least through the reports, that you can have this virus for a bit and be asymptomatic. 
So you'd think through an abundance of caution, everyone would want to train on their own. Will people do that? What will teams do? I know some of the coaches were saying, what's going to be allowed? Is it going to be institution by institution? Because with running, I mean, you know, you, you, you can, maybe everyone takes a week off knowing they're not going to be racing for a while, but some people, if they're holding out hope that the Olympics don't get canceled from, from maybe some other countries are saying, well, I got to train in case that happens. And, and then even for those that are just looking towards cross country, I mean, you can't take two months off. So it's, it's really, I mean, that's every sport. I get that, but running is unique that, you know, the whole point is to keep your fitness up and, and, and obviously the, the virus avoiding that is more serious and not spreading it to people at risk groups. But this is going to be a strange thing to see how people do this. I'm me on my own running. I'm jealous of people that have uh treadmills inside their houses. I, uh, I mean, not that I need to stay in shape. I can just eat pancakes in the next two months. I'll be fine. But, you know, well, I, my, for other people, it's more serious. My apartment has a treadmill, but they closed it. I'm really upset. Oh, wow. So they closed the gym in our apartment, and they also closed the coffee machine, which is like, oh, come man. on. The, it's a coffee machine. I guess it was a touch screen, but... There you go. I don't know. We were like, come on. people. Need, if everyone's working from their home in their apartment, you can't shut down the coffee machine. Like, that's like I, the first thing you can't. It's an abundance down. of, an abundance of caution. I gotta. Are you stocked up on food and toilet paper and? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, we're allowed to still go to H E B down the road. Like, it's like it's not like we can't breathe the outside air. You know, like we're not. It, it, if there was a person that didn't stock up, I could, uh, I could see it being you. Although I did feel like. I saw versions of you on the guy in the New York Times story who bought 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer to try to make money off of it. And then Amazon and eBay said you can't you can't price gouge anymore. So the guy just had to donate all that. Yeah, I did it's have like, a, a I did have a little bit of respect. I didn't want people to know that I had respect for it. that move, <laughs> you know, the, the, the uh, entrepreneur in me. But obviously it was a little when you read the story yeah. about him, like just like. It's one thing to go to your one local store and try to do it. It's another when you're like literally traveling all over the area to like stock well, up, you know. Took it too far. I mean, yeah, you guy was trying to make a millionaire, be a millionaire off of a, a public health crisis. So, yeah, took it a little too far. Uh, so there's no track for a while. The pros are, I, I don't know, hanging in the balance. I I, I don't see how there can, poss- can possibly be – a professional season. I know that the trials aren't till late June, but people are going to need to hit times. That would come in April and May. That's not going to be there in all likelihood. And when you look at the NBA, they kind of spurred on the larger movement for the sports world, at least in the United States, to say, uh-oh, an athlete, one or two athletes has the coronavirus. We're, we're suspending the season. And now they're saying, best case scenario, June. Yeah, well... I mean... I mean, I definitely... I mean, I think the high school and college season is pretty much 99.9% done, if not 100% done. But if you really do think about the pro scene, this quarantine that we're in right now isn't really affecting their season. Because let's be honest, most of these runners quarantine themselves every year in March and April. They go to altitude training. You know, they don't race as much. So, I mean, most of the top runners they make their debut maybe even mid-may i mean some make it early may but there are athletes who will just push it back to mid-may end of may assuming things change obviously but i think right now we can't call it 
100% a wash for the pro scene just yet. Because typically pros don't start, you know, racing until mid-May, you know? Yeah. That's why I, I just think. look at, yeah, I just look at it as, you know, those, you're right, the mid-May, but those races are pretty much off the books at this point. If you're following the lead of the NBA, which isn't automatic, but they're saying, you know, at the earliest, uh, June, which until a few days ago, they said, well, it's a 30-day break. I mean, that was obviously highly optimistic, but I think that's going to, that, to me, not an expert, not obviously a medical expert. I write about track and field for a living, but I, I think the date's going to keep pushing back, and then we're going to be coming up uh, on the Olympics. You know, maybe we're holding on to a thread of hope for the Olympics, but then the you know U.S. has to have their trials, and they can't hold those if it's not going to be safe. I guess they could do an empty arena, but that has an actual or an empty uh, stadium, but. We haven't actually done that really yet. That was a talked about before last week before everyone just decided, no, we need to cancel everything. So I, th- I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad for the U.S. marathoners who ran a marathon and those, you know, qualified. And, and, you know, people were talking about on other sports podcasts, well, the Olympics, they could just push it back to 2021. That's pretty complicated in the running world yeah. if that was to happen. What are you going to do? Have the world championships and the Olympics and world cross country and world indoors in the same year. I mean, you really can't do that. You'd have to, obviously the Olympics would take precedence, but, but you, you know, er, er, nobody else wants to push back their event, especially like world indoors again. And, and, and I guess you could still do that, but you know, you talk about the world championships. It, it's just, I worry, I guess that the Olympics are just going to get canceled. Not, not ready to say definitively. You're not reporting? So just, not reporting? Well, no, of course not. But I, Obviously, with what happened this week, the Olympics took, at least as far as optics, saying they're going to push ahead, which I think Seb Coe did say some version of that. I think you have to, you're being asked to suspend your disbelief a little bit there because it's not looking good. Well, yeah, I mean, my only thing, I'm not going to have really a hard take on whether the Olympics will be canceled yet because I think they're just going to wait till like, may 1st to really make that decision you know i think may 1st i think the first two weeks of may is when we're going to find out if we're going to have a season or not because i think you kind of need to like like they said the cdc said eight weeks which is two months from now right and i think you think of some of the cases in some other countries are starting to go down like they had their their hump and now they're going on the, the downside and you know maybe we don't maybe by july like this whole thing becomes, you know, a meme and everything is, is normal. I mean, also it could not, it could also be escalated more, but I think Tokyo is not going to suspend the Olympics until they're no for sure. They're going to wait to the last moment. And I think the last moment is May. I think they wait till May okay. and then that's when they make their decision. Well, that's within the eight week window. And, uh, you know, the, the optimism about the declining cases, again, not an expert, I think is coming from China who was, the word that's being used is, is draconian. You know, they really implemented aggressive tactics to try to slow it down, uh, you know, with with testing. And testing has been a problem so far here. And you see on Twitter, unfortunately, people still going out to bars. And it, it feels like there's an inconsistent with see with how seriously people are taking this. So uh, you hope that changes soon, not just obviously for the benefit of the sports world, but just for the health of everyone overall. But right now, it still seems like we got a little bit as a country here in the United States, a ways to go before we're kind of all locked in as a group effort to be like, we need to make sure we're healthy. Cause you know, I mean, I have grandparents, we have both have parents that are, 
I assume, you know, mine are at 60 or nearing 60, I assume yours are the same. So it's, it's, you know, you got to protect those types of people and that's where it's sports is like, well, of course the athletes can do it if they're healthy, but there's other considerations. So yeah. Any, any anything in Albuquerque going to stand out? Obviously the, probably the strange, I mean, it wasn't a meet, so you can't call it really a meet, but it, it what's going to stand out for you other than just the extreme nature of something unprecedented happened, like a meet being canceled for a virus. Yeah. It was, a, it was a wild, like six hours, right? We got there, we landed around like 10 AM started talk, you know, we kind of, we kind of went through this uh, in the podcast uh, on Thursday, but I think yeah. overall, I mean, it was just weird just being there and it's like everyone, it's like you know it's coming, but you you're lying to yourself. You know, it's like I, I made a, a side like everyone felt like they were the alternate of their relay. You know, you know how yeah. like if you get if you're the alternate on the cross country team, you still get to go to the meet and you warm up with the team, but you know you're not racing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you still go through the motion. That's what everyone felt like. They all kind of knew they weren't racing. But they still went through the motion. And then once the news started trickling down and people started leaving, people were pissed. And I think, you know, it's it's just harder to, like, deal with a cancellation when you're there and you're already, like, ready to go. And it's, like, 12 hours away, like, 24 hours away. It's yeah. a lot, you know, in a way, like, you kind of, it's, like, easier for, like, the wrestling team like the wrestling championships were the weekend later like this upcoming weekend yeah. so they at least had to be like okay we're not getting on a plane but it's like hard to deal with the cancellation when you're like we're already here the cameras are already here the 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 you know the track is here like why can't we just do it you know so it's harder to deal with the cancellation when it's literally right in your face and you could see it on the fi- on the faces of the athletes and the coaches they were just like it doesn't seem real because we're here you know like it's weird. And, and that, yeah, that's obviously kind of what Pat Henry, the Texas A&M coach, was saying. Everyone's already here. And that this, I don't, again, I don't want to pull out the science. That's not what the science said. It's still need to have social distancing even when everyone's come this way. It's not a guarantee that everyone's healthy. So I understand why they canceled. It's obviously a a liability issue for the NCAA. You know, they, they put athletes in there and it turns out somebody gives them the coronavirus and it spreads throughout the meet and it finds out, you know, that Albuquerque was a terrible idea. <laughs> So, so, so I, I mean, that's a doomsday situation. So that's, you know, that's, uh, I understand, but, but I want to know, I guess you guys probably said this on Thursday when the tide kind of turned, because, you know, let's go back to Wednesday, Harvard, their, their school says their athletes right before they're about to leave, they can't go. They're all devastated. And I guess there's some chance in everyone's back in their mind, like, oh, could every other school do this? Could the NCAA do this? But when you got on the, like, I, I go back to myself on Thursday. I, I text you guys early in the morning, like, I'm not going to go out of an abundance of caution. Um, I'm sure both you and Kevin thought, I don't want to say put words in your mouth, but thought it was like a little extreme. And, and it just was for me just a, a way to stay safe. But I, I didn't think that the meet was going to get canceled. I mean, so I wonder when you got on the ground, when did that that feeling like you mentioned the uh, the everyone felt that they were an alternate all of a sudden when did that take hold? Was it when the Big Ten and ACC started to pull out? Like, when did the the feeling? When did the the temperature of the room say, "Oh, we're not going to have this meet"? It was when conference basketball attorneys all started saying, "We're we're done." As soon as yeah. like the major like Pac twelve, SEC, ACC, they were like, "Because I was like, this is going to trigger 
the NCA president to cancel the tourney, and you're not going to cancel the tourney and keep indoors going, you know, right. and you're not going to wait till Monday. You're not going to wait till after the weekend to cancel the tourney. You're going to cancel it today. And so I think the basketball tournaments being canceled, I knew that by the end of that day, NCA is going to announce March Madness is canceled. And with that, the rest of the NCA sports, right? And I, I guarantee, like, in a way, the cancellation of NCA indoors was literally a footnote in the actual thought process. Sure. I don't think sure. I don't think NCA was even thinking about I mean, they canceled skiing and swimming mid competition for like division two or three. Like Oh wow. Someone was I in a diving yeah, they were they were like in their second dive, couldn't do their second dive because it was canceled mid oh my. competition. So I did not all, know that. Yeah, all these like Olympic events and D two, D three events were kind of just like waiting for you know, the axe to drop because they knew they were all just deciding on March Madness. So that's when I knew. And then it, I really knew when they when they announced ACC is out because when ACC was out, I was like, they're not doing this to me. Like, well, that would have been ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, those schools would have had uh, reason to, you know, what, what are we going to do? You're going to have a meet without some Pac-12 schools, without the Big Ten, without ACC period. I mean, be, be, you could call yourself – NCAA champion, but I think everyone would be like, uh, we're missing some bodies here. Um, that, that's nuts. I did not know that that happened with the swimming thing. And, and, and I, I, I have to wonder, so it's classic. What if like, if Rudy Gobert of the Utah jazz hadn't attested positive that night, and obviously ultimately Donovan Mitchell as well, like with that, that strange situation in Oklahoma city with the jazz versus the thunder, like if that wouldn't have happened, would we have just had an NCAA championships? I feel like we would have, it, w- it would have. Yeah. And, um, I mean, NCAA uh, said that they said it was Rudy Gobert's positive tests that got them to go from empty stadium to cancel, you know? So yeah. that it was basically that one test. He started That's, it all. Yeah, I know how fast the spreads and everything, but that just how quick that was. That wasn't the week before; that was the night before. And uh, I mean, it's it's what led. I'm not sure why in my brain, but it's it's what led me to say I don't think I should go to this meet. I mean, not just because I don't like hanging out with you guys, but um, that obviously played a role too. But just kidding. Um, What's the idea? Is NBA has a lot of money on the line, and if they're willing to lose that money, then you then you say it's serious, right? Say that's that's what how people justify like okay if. If NBA is willing to lose millions and millions and billions of dollars, maybe we should think about it. I think that's what yeah. money talks, right? And yeah, when someone no, is willing to lose money, they're like, well, that's even that even talks even louder. Yeah. So one team that seemed really affected was the NAU guys, as I mentioned, you know, in the previous podcast, they were they were hurt. Mike Smith was hurt. Uh, they all wanted to have redemption from the cross country season. And they didn't get a chance to do that. And you could see it in their eyes, especially Tyler Day, a senior, fifth-year senior, Jordy Beamish, fifth-year senior, Grijalva, who is a junior. But, you know, he really wanted to prove himself. And uh, you kind of felt for those guys because it would have been cool to see a, a non-Power 5 school that's just seven cross-country guys potentially podium or even win. And we'll right. never know. We'll never know if that would have happened. I thought it was going to happen, but we'll just – it's weird. You kind of want to like have like some type of sense of whether or not it would happen, but you don't. It's it's not postponed. It's just canceled, and it and it's weird. So obviously, a lot of those guys in line to go professional. We don't know exactly what that world's going to look like, but 
the NCAA at least tentatively did announce that the Division One committee announced that you know they're going to, in all likelihood, grant athletes another year year for a spring season. Obviously, for NAU, that doesn't uh, change anything with their indoor season. I don't. I doubt that the winter season also gets added just because the championships weren't completed. But any sense? I mean, no. That's I know that happened at the day after you guys were there. But I mean, do you think? A lot of people are going to be able to use that. I specifically think of some of those so those guys that were going to be going pro or were fifth year. They're out of, you know, they're, they can't just take physical education classes to, yeah. to, you know. I mean, you kind of, you ultimately, you run out of school to do that. I mean, do you think that that was any uh, any positive news for some guys like that? Or is it just kind of like, no, this whole thing is ruined? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think if you're a fourth-year senior, you have a good shot you'll probably come back because you know typically five years is like a a lifespan of a college season but if you're a fifth year senior it it's really hard for you to come back because there's just so many other factors of like you know you're getting older eventually the col life isn't just about scoring points at an NCA meet you know and a lot of these guys have other aspirations whether it's you know a relationship you know and move get starting going and moving somewhere where there's a new job or whether you're actually really good in running and getting a, a pro career, right? So I think, unfortunately, just because you're given an extra year of eligibility doesn't actually mean you're going to use it because, yeah, I mean, not everyone wants to go to school for six years, right? No. I mean, we're, we're not all BYU where we do it for like 30 years, but... Yikes. <laughs> So yikes! Wow, well, did not need that shade, Gordon. I mean, let's be honest. They go. There's Jared Ward was in school for how many years? He was well, on. He, like, took, he did his mission. Let's give him some fair credit. They were they're there for a while, but they also take two year breaks to go on yes, their mission. But it's still, uh, you know, yeah, yes, what, you're right. With the NAU, it's a classic. What could have been, you yeah. know? And it, we're hearing Mike Smith. I mean, we all kind of expected this, but in your interview, he said that they were going to have somebody go out, I assume Ryan Raff or, or maybe Nur, or I guess it could have been Farrow as well, but go out in 204 in the 5,000 and just really try to rip it. Um, it I, did, I guess I couldn't tell. You know him way better than I do if he was being facetious at all or you think that was the, the, the real plan. They were going to actually like go out in the 5,000 and, and try to make it super fast from the gun. Did, is that what I, I think he was being facetious, but I also think that's what he was going to do. I think yeah. they were going to show their strength, and I think they were going to run a really hard first mile to really thin it out and try to make it a 10-man race instead of a 16-man race in the final yeah. two miles. Yeah. Um, I did hear uh, through the grapevine that, you know, just kind of give perspective of how fit some of the guys were. Uh, Luis Grijalva, uh they're just all this built up like energy, right? Because you're kind of peaking for this weekend. They went Absolutely. back. They went back to the dome, seven thousand feet, and Luis Gorhalva ran a four oh two flat time trial. Oh my gosh! What At does seven, that convert to? Three fifty three. <laughs> was that who? What? Did, was there anyone else in the race? How did he do that? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's some people who rabbited him, but yeah. Went, and maybe there was other athletes who kind of finished farther back but yeah he won in 402 flat which is 353 and that shows like hey man i mean it makes sense he ran 743 at bu he's a good miler and it just makes you what could have been right you know oh, that's makes it way more bitter it's obviously a very bittersweet moment he's like super fit and you know put your eyes on if hopefully the olympic trials still go on and maybe you can you know compete in the olympic trials um 
but you know, you have to get a qualifier still. So there's a lot of complications there, but very fit. And you want to, these athletes now that are kind of on the verge of either being a top tier guy like him in the NCAA or going professional like day, it's like use the energy to maybe you, you know, go for, go for a good finish at the Olympic trials. But yeah, you do feel for those guys. I know Grijalva was, was crying there and you assume that happened at all levels of not just obviously them and other athletes were very, very sad with how the situation unfolded but they had a unique situation it was going to be fun to watch and now if if it like 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 mike smith said if that's the worst thing you lose in life then that you know that gives you good perspective of where you are but still you know that was something we talked about for a while it would have been fun to watch them do that and we'll never get that chance so yeah and we just talked obviously we're only talking about nau but you know there's some other guys like you know joe klecker who was hurt outdoor last year this was his kind of looking forward to get another crack at trying to win his first national title. Sure. I mean, Klecker has always been in, you know, in that top five area. He was runner up, you know, a few times. So you got to feel for someone like him who's a fifth year. And yeah. he probably felt this is his best time to try to get his first national title. But it, this is across the board. It's a really bummer. Um, what do yeah. we think? It's it's too early almost even to speculate, but we'll go ahead and speculate. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, what what is turning professional for some of these athletes now look like? Like our brand, the economy. <laughs> you know, it's tough, tough to talk about money. We all are going to be affected financially by this, but you know, specifically in running, like what our brands going to want to sign athletes without knowing if there's going to be an Olympic Games this year? It's really, really unfortunate for the seniors on multiple levels, but particularly these athletes, I think, that are trying to make a career out of it now, and their season's over. They're basically, their final audition has been canceled. Uh, how do we think this is going to go about, where brands are like, I don't know what we're going to, what events we're going to have to market you, you know, is... Are they just going to have to wait if, if everything gets canceled till till next year when track resumes? Or what in the world is this going to look like? I honestly don't know. I think that um, – I think if you – this actually would be a really good uh, podcast episode idea if we can bring on uh, an agent to talk about specifically the, how this is affecting uh, shoe companies' ambitions in 2020. I'm sure they had budget planned for this, but then – now I'm sure across company wide budgets are getting shrunk because they need to recoup their losses from what's happening with the economy, with people not going out and spending money to enter yeah. local races to go buy those Nike shoes or those Adidas spikes. Um, I think it is going to be an effect, though. I do think that um, there are going to be athletes who are going to be on the short end of the stick. Yeah. Is that the phrase? Short end of the stick? Yeah, phrase right. Yeah, um, I do think athletes might get lowballed, um, and I think it's just going to be a year where you just you didn't hit the market at the right time, right? Well, is it like a baseball thing where you know for the last couple of years baseball it's been a waiting game even for the best free agents? You know, it's like in the past it would take. I, I look at the Philadelphia Phillies in the past when he was signing a couple of years ago. He would have gone in a week to two weeks, but he waited. He had to wait until almost March to sign. He ended up getting a ton of money, and obviously baseball significantly different than track money. But he had to wait because the spending has been 
owners and front offices were trying to be much more either frugal or just decisive with how they spend their money. And that feels like a case where that could be applied, where athletes are maybe going to have to decide, do I take this, the first offer I get? And because I don't know if there'll be another one or do I run, do I just sit and say, I'll wait, I'm not going to sign a professional contract. I'm going to be done with college and I'm going to be training because I know that I'm, have the ability to be a professional runner and I know that in normal times I would deserve a professional contract, but I don't want to sign a contract that's below my worth simply because the running economy, or excuse me, the, the, the economy period is, is hit these unforeseen circumstances. So I wonder if there's going to be athletes holding out. I made the comparison to baseball. That's obviously vastly different to what we're, what we're seeing right now, but you, this is going to, this affects almost everyone as far as money is concerned, you know, we're all going to see changes, and and if you know if you if you're in the stock market, and then obviously you're going to see changes, and just your day to day. Hopefully, most people are fortunate, and they're going to be able to keep their jobs. But there's going to be implications, obviously, in the running world. So brands yeah. are going to be cognizant of that. So will athletes, in turn, say, "I'm going to go without a contract yet because I want to get the best that I deserve, and I can't get the best that I deserve in this market." So I'm going to wait. I'm just curious if that's going to be. I'm just obviously throwing out hypotheticals. I don't know the answer to this. Um, I, you know, obviously Nike is a, a company and, and other brands. They're going to weather this storm, but it's still they do a lot in China. That's been impacted, and obviously people aren't going to be buying shoes at the same rate that they would be for all all cross brands with no races coming up. So, I I could see athletes sitting this period out and saying, I'm just going to wait before I sign because I don't want to have an, a contract that I, that's below my worth. But here's the thing, though. If you do wait, what are you waiting for to improve? Like, in a way, what's one thing that's kind of good about the NCAA is an NCAA title can seem more valuable than it really is because sure. winning NCAAs is like, hey, I'm a champion at my level, but then I'll go into the USA system and get, you know, 10th at, yeah. the, at, the, at the trials. So someone like, say, someone like Joe Klecker, what he can... There's two, like, imagine a, a world where there was no coronavirus, all right? Joe I love Cle- that world. Okay. we're gonna, And there's a world with it. In the world where there is no coronavirus, he goes and he wins, let's say he wins one NCAA title. He gets second indoors twice, and then he wins the outdoor 5K. as like his big, like, I won the outdoor 5K, I went out on top, right? And he's yeah. like a 13, 20 guy. He's going to get a contract. Say it's, I don't know. We'll just make a number. Say it's seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right, because he's an NCAA champion. He gets seventy thousand dollars, and then he goes to the trials and he gets twelfth because he's going up against Lopez Lamont. He's going up against Chalimo. He's going up against all these guys. Sure. Gets twelfth, which is good. Twenty twenty-three year old NCAA champion first trials gets twelfth. I'd put they, him in for like eighth, but yeah, you know say, that's what. I, yeah, like tenth. We'll go tenth. We'll go yeah, yeah. Five. He gets 10th. okay. okay. Uh, he gets tenth. But he already signed that contract for $70,000, right? Yeah. Now imagine a world with coronavirus, right? Okay. He doesn't have an NCAA title. He's not signed. He decides, he decides to wait. He goes to the trials and gets 10th. Would he still sign for $70,000 with a 10th place trials finish? Obviously, or- this is not, not my expertise, but I, I, I would think so, right? I don't know. I'm not an agent, obviously. But your job I, is I, to make spent- teams, right? You would be like... Tenth and a five K is pretty far back. It's you know like, 
But the, the question is, isn't if the money's going to be lighter there if he waits. The question is, is that 70000 going to be there at all? And yeah. that's something that we don't know. I assume for some, maybe like uh, the cleckers of the world, you know, I think in the, in the, in the, I, I take the example of like the sports economy as a whole. Athletes are going to, obviously athletes are going to be fine, but everyone's concerned about like arena workers. And obviously it's because they make the least amount of money, but that's kind of, it's the guys at the, the guys and women at the back of the, the, the chain, you know, the, the, the food chain that are affected the most because they're living paycheck to paycheck. So maybe in the running world could be off on this, but the running world, it's the people that would be barely getting a contract that would be getting, I don't know, thirty five fifty thousand $50,000 for a contract. I don't know exactly what the bottom of the, of the barrel is as far as track and field right now, but it, maybe it's those people that are really affected and maybe Joe Kleckers of the world aren't, aren't, I, I don't know. But I, I, what my point is though, if, even if, it's worse than that. I, I don't know. I, I I don't think you wait until after the Olympic trials. Maybe you wait. Well, I don't know. It's it's really tough to imagine because I every time I think Olympic trials, I say, well, that's in June, and that's really optimistic. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, I guess my big concern is is that is that seventy thousand going to be there? Period. Because yeah. of what's going on, um, and and I mean, but like company, I think. Like companies can't just quit everything they're doing just true. because of this. You you may have to take a loss right now, knowing that you know athlete A can't run right now because yeah. of this unforeseen circumstances. But we're still going to sign him, knowing it's going to pay off in the future. So may, may, you know maybe you do have a doomsday fund if you're a brand that says we can still do this. I don't know, uh, but but like think about think about this ahead. like. Uh, if you take Joe, if you take Grant Fisher's resume coming out of college and strip away all of his NCAA titles, which was it, one, but yeah, okay. or it was one. I get one. Yeah, <laughs> I guess there, I thought there was more. But if you strip yeah. out his NCAA championship performances, okay, he his resume will be very similar to Joe Klecker's. No, you, you're just saying like, well, I mean, Klecker's resume is obviously, I mean, everyone's. Resume is depending on what they did at NCAA's. I guess yeah. you have times, but yeah, but I that's when you have times, right? Yeah, but so I guess you could say that. Yeah, you would have figured. Which is weird because it's weird how the NCAA performances is what kind of separates you, right? It's not just your times, and these seniors don't have that peak NCAA performance to separate themselves from to be to show their value, which I think yeah. is yeah. I just I wasn't necessarily in that because I think. It, it, even somebody who was, you could easily say, you know, the line of Joe Klecker winning the NCAA title, either indoors or out, probably be right at one. And I would have taken the over there and say, you know, that I think he would, he would have at least, maybe you'd say 0.5. I would say he, he would definitely have won at least one. So you know how good he is. I'm just saying, is the money going to be there? And is it, is it, if it is, is it going to be, uh, lower than it would have been otherwise. I assume that's the case. So you just wonder if athletes are going to wait. That's that's maybe not. This is not something that I'm sure even they are necessarily thinking about right now. It's a little too far in the future. But down the road, if depending on how this goes, this a lot could change from the status quo about how how professional uh, college athletes turn professional and what you know what's there for them in this unprecedented situation. So uh, 
we kind of talked a, little, a lot about this NCA situation. As we know, spring athletes are still going to get eligibility, but we don't know if they'll use it. Um, yeah. And it sucks across the board, right? Uh, but yes. some other news has happened, surprisingly, right? We got news, even though the season's pretty much over. <laughs> we still got news. Uh, okay. Out in South Africa, we saw a, a 991, um, which is, a, I guess, a African rec- African record on african soil record by an african by, by an african yeah so well, a lot of caveats but south Africa. remember is- where i was when i found out that akani simbine ran an african record on african soil yeah so he runs african an- soil record by an african sorry gotta get yeah. those qualifiers correct yes uh but it's it's legit time 991 win legal in the hundred um that's something that's a good if that's your starting point you know, you just think you could get into the nine sevens. Uh, Slow down there. I think you could run. Well, n- I just think of Clarence. What was it? How many years ago was it? Clarence Munyai. What did he run? Like nineteen six in South Africa. Okay. I need to look this up now. And everyone was like, "Are you saying their track oh. is downhill?" Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, I just think I feel like times are always coming out of a. Or this happens. It feels like. South uh, Africa is basically a BU track. I mean, let's see what... I just want to look up Clarence Munyai. Yeah, so Clarence Munyai two years ago ran 1969 uh, at altitude. It it was just a, supposedly into a 0.5 headwind. And it was a national record on March 16th. Now, let's see what Clarence Munyai did last year. Didn't make... He, he got bounced in the semifinals of Doha. I mean, like... I'm sorry. Are you Akani, saying these times aren't real? Is that no? I'm not. No, thing? I'm not going conspiracy. But let me just say of. this: this is fun to like talk about. I it's only been a couple days, but to actually get to talk about running and, and just have <laughs> ridiculous takes is funny. But I looked at what Sembine did and said, and he's accomplished. I mean, did he make? I got to look to see if he made the final last year in an event. I mean, he had a pretty good year, so he's more accomplished and not out of, out of nowhere, kind of like Clarence. Simbine, but or excuse me, Clarence uh, Munyai. But let's see what Simbine. Okay, so Simbine, here we go. I should have remembered. He was fourth at Worlds. Okay. So okay, okay, different than Munyai, of course. But, but I you're still, still saying times run in South Africa are a joke, is what you're trying to say. Not a joke, <laughs> but I just look at it this time of year. It's just like okay. I mean, it also coupled with the fact that we may not have a season, so it's kind of like great. I mean, you know, we could be like Steph Curry hit 93 pointers yesterday in practice in a row. It's like, cool. Well, next time he plays a game, may not be for a while. So I, that's kind of the way I looked at it. I mean, cool. That, that's awesome. But we got bigger fish to fry right now. And I should have put more respect on Sembine's name, though. He, he did finish fourth last year in the 100. I should have remembered that. But How dare you? I'm just saying Clarence Munyai ruined it for the rest of South Africa. Okay. <laughs> He made put an asterisk on all the marks. He's like the Swarthmore track. It, it, exactly. Kyle, it's like Kyle Merber's fifteen hundred and Swarthmore ruined wow. the Swarthmore wow. performance. Kyle Merber did not anticipate a mention in this conversation. <laughs> uh, it is the Swarthmore. Just South Africa as a country is the Swarthmore track. It just feels like oh, okay, something fast came out of South Africa ra- randomly. I'm not saying it's shady. It just seems like they're pl- prone to flukes. Plone, that's all I'm saying. Prone to flukes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what you title this podcast. Prone to f- no, no, don't title it that. Uh, okay, what else? You had you mentioned Grijalva's 
402-353, which they didn't record a video for some yeah hor- horrible reason. I mean, we'd be playing that ten times over. Yeah, all we, we got was it. a screenshot of the. I mean, it's a hand time, so maybe add point two to the time, right? Uh, all we got was a screenshot of the iPhone uh, timer of what the exact. Oh, time couldn't even was. take a photo. I mean, God. Okay. You think you would plan for that? It'd be like, hey, we gotta record this because. And I don't know who else was in the race. Did he? Did he eat Jordy Beamish's soul? Like, I I, know, and right? these are these are inf- this is information I need to know. Uh, there was also an indoor meet, I guess, in China, which I didn't anticipate that. But Gong Li Zhao, <laughs> Gong Li Zhao threw the shot put a. a a world lead shot put, like 19.7 meters. So that was encouraging to see. I'm looking this up now. To yeah. see, uh, yeah, 19.7. See That's some track good. and field going on in uh, in China, in Beijing specifically. So it's kind of taken. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It is really weird when we see the World Athletics Twitter account like tweet out track results because we're like, Aren't, these aren't supposed to be happening right now. I yeah, mean, every country is in a different state, obviously, but it is weird seeing a nine ninety one, a world lead in the shot. It's kind of funny. I just feel like it's like, do, does someone need to remind them like what's going on? I mean, it's not that it's insensitive, but it's like, yeah, I don't know if a world lead's going to matter too much right now. Encouraging, I mean, but here in the U.S., I mean, stuff's got real. We're working from home. I, every time I go to the grocery store, I'm bringing. Yesterday, I wore gloves at the grocery store. Didn't wow. do that today, so, so but but you wear glo- are you wearing like winter gloves everywhere or you have I, latex? I did yesterday, and then I was using my debit card, and I couldn't type in my pin number with the gloves. <laughs> so I had to take them off. But you know, you had to take them off to touch. You had to take them off to touch the most touched thing on the. Some would say it defeated the purpose. Yes, <laughs> but I did in like seventy degree weather wear winter gloves, and I we're all learning through the situation. You know, I. I it's uh, it wasn't my best moment today. I went in because uh, I, I I keep thinking, okay, we've got everything we need, and then it's like, ah, oh, we really need one other thing. So I keep, okay, keep going back. I saw a tweet, a viral tweet over the weekend where like some guy was like, uh, okay, I have all the food I'm going to need for the next year to two years. I shouldn't have to leave my apartment for a long time. And he's like, next day, I'm back at the supermarket because I wanted a Twix. It's like. <laughs> And that's kind of where I feel like I'm like, I could probably live without this thing, but I should pr- probably or I, I really want to get that thing. So I end up doing now. That's not advice to anyone out there. Don't don't do what I'm doing. But I, I'm testing out ways to keep myself social distanced and uh, encouraging my family not to talk to me. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I don't know. It's a weird, weird time. It feels weird to be talking about track. But well, we're going to have to be talking about track for a while now. So we're going to have to find stories i know <laughs> yeah we're gonna be running back th- throwbacks we're gonna hopefully with this podcast doing some Start of our favorite guests. Ra- guests some of our favorite races uh maybe we can do a favorite track movie segment fa- favorite track book i should probably start reading again I haven't really done that for a while um i have a puzzle in my apartment that it's been halfway done for like since christmas Oh, really? Well, how many pieces is it's it? It's a thousand piece. Oh, God. What is it? A photo? What is it a picture it's of? It's a picture of a panda. <laughs> I, but maybe okay. this, is, this is a sign from God saying you finished the puzzle. Because you can't. 
Puzzles are fun, and they do make you feel probably, like, smarter than you actually are because ultimately you're just guessing for a long time. But it's, like, it's one of those things that's, like, you get done, and, like, the high is never higher than when you put that final piece in. And then you stand up and you look at it, and you're like, all right, I did that. That's over. <laughs> it's, like, the photo is not, like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I'm coming to that realization where, like, once it is done, I do I frame it? <laughs> like, of a random drop. photo? Drop all the pieces while trying to I like I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but yeah. Yeah. It was a it was yeah. a Christmas gift that I haven't finished yet. It's March sixteenth. Hey. Still working on it. Yeah. Hey, I, I get that. Hey, puzzle like I said, puzzles are fun. It's just like when you finish it, it's kinda like Ah, uh, okay. That's on to the next thing, I guess. Um, okay, so we're uh what are we about? We're about forty three so yeah. minutes into this. We got okay. we got a little bit. So you you went out to you went out to dinner on Thursday night when the meet had been canceled. Drink uh, a Corona. I see. I saw that, and you went out with Let's Run's own John Galt, the famous John Galt. Because, well, Kevin texted me, and oh, then okay. he also tweeted out a photo of you drinking said Corona, and, and then, then he, deleted, del- he deleted. He deleted. He deleted it. Yeah. Did he think it was like inappropriate? Or yeah, he, he in the moment he thought it was funny, and then he had second guess guilt of because I was. On Twitter, like I'm on Twitter constantly right now, and I, I like had retweeted it, but then I was, like, <laughs> then it gone. wasn't there. It's was just, it was a real big disappointment. You know, I'm trying Galt's to help. Good. I'm trying to, you know, they say uh, buy local, right? You know, like support <laughs> communities. I feel like that company needs Need some help. Su- needs some support for all the people who are going to be pull- running away from Corona. I, I got. You got to help them out by a Corona at every bar I drink at. Listen, there's making light of a serious situation, but then there's also not like changing the, the, your personality. And I do applaud you for buying a Corona because <laughs> I've stopped seeing these reports. But, you know, it was like there was some like they were being affected by this. And it's like, what the you know, it's like this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're Why not. Why is it called even, Corona? Well, Corona in Spanish, I think, is crown. And that's also where the name comes from. Maybe it's Latin is corona is crown no why so is just, no why is coronavirus called corona because the shape of the whatever it is the i don't know if the virus or it's down to this basic level looks like a crown so what they could have easily called it crown virus yeah but i i bet crown royale was really happy about that because they were yeah. like dodge that bullet <laughs> but the yeah the when you look at it it looks like a crown basically um you've done your research well it's Nothing else to do, really. I got to write an article today. I, my wife made pancakes. I'll probably eat some more of those. Make some more coffee. I ordered three jugs of coffee from Amazon, and uh, we'll see how long those last. But uh, you ordered three jugs of coffee. Yeah. What, what's a jug? I, yeah, a I gallon? know. Right? Like uh, we got the. Uh, it's like the iced brand? coffee stuff. No, no, no. Just the grounds, you know. Okay. Uh, I forget the brand I ordered. It's in the blue. It's in the blue container. I, you, you're not a coffee drinker, are you? So no, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, what? you would. I go ahead. So obviously, you know, track fans. It also affects other sports fans, and it's it, it's 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 affected sports media across the country, right? There's you know, think about all the. You don't realize it, but there's a lot of like industry centered around talking about people playing a sport, right? Lots of people, including us. Including us, yeah. and we're part of that now, right? And uh, we kind of don't realize, like, we've kind of been blessed where track and cross-country kind of creates no off-season in a way, right? Because indoors, winter, outdoors, spring and summer, and then cross-country, fall, 
along with marathons. And marathon, yeah, marathons fill any gap that so you would have. So there's no off-season really need to like – there's no like off-season trades or off-season like signings. So I'm super jealous of the NFL uh, reporters because they have content now because it's NFL off-season. Yeah, speaking of that, I'm checking. <laughs> free agency and all that stuff. You kind of, I kind of wish we had those storylines to cover, but in track, it's not really a, an off season. Yeah, it, NFL says they're going to sell the draft, but close to fans in April. Uh, yeah, definitely free agency. You can sign without being in person with people. Ryan Tannehill just got an $118 million contract. Uh, so if you're looking to that as a Joe Klecker of the world, you're feeling encouraged, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. I guess the corona hasn't hit the budget of the Titans yet, you know? So they're, they they still have their money to spend. There you go. So maybe things are looking up a little bit. Just keep Tana- yourself healthy. And it's, it's kind of funny. In a time where, like, people are suffering, Tannehill literally is given $118 million. Like six, I think sixty-two million guaranteed. So that's not bad. I would sign that contract any day. Any day, you know, any day. I would feel pretty good uh, about doing that. So no running for a bit. I put out a tweet over the weekend. I was kind of having fun with the Flow Track Twitter. I at one point I just tweeted track and field for no reason. <laughs> uh, I just people responded to it. I mean, and then the other tweet I did was like, "What? How are?" how are athletes going to like train? And, uh, I did think it was interesting. Sandy Morris, the pole vaulter, you know, it's a little bit different. You can't just find a treadmill, obviously, you know, if you're a runner, I know runners are running outside and whatnot, but you know, she said she had the the university of Arkansas where she trains, obviously in Alumid, Arkansas are shut down. So she's having to find a temp temporary facilities to still train for the pole vault. Like that event in itself, like, Holy cow. Like what if everything is shut down, obviously you can go to like a local track, I guess, if they're not like holding people back. But some of those events, more technical events, it's going to get really challenging to, to, to do that. And I hadn't really put that together yet, <clears throat> I guess. They're all going to have to go to Mondo's backyard because he has a pole vault. There his, you go. It's dad's backyard. Yep. yep. But it has to be under 50 people at a time. Under there you go. People. So they're going to be counting, counting bodies. But look, 40. Yeah, go ahead. I mean – Track and field, though, I mean, it's not – it's okay to run in par- – like, to run on trails by yourself. That's social distancing, you know, like – Correct. D- these athletes can still train well. Even if you're, uh, like, a a long jumper or a shot put thrower, I mean, you go to a, a local high school track, there's going to be no one there. You're, you're, you're going to be, you know, hundreds of meters away from other people. So I think a lot of these athletes are going to be able to still train. Uh, but it's something like – pole vault i think is the one where you kind of need something you can't just go to a local track and have a pole vault pit ready to go for you you need to actually go typically to somewhere not typically not there, so well and then you have to think those athletes are they're used to the best supports and everything it's not like they're just going to to jefferson middle school yeah that that, that lets rainwater sit all year in their in their pole vault pit if they still even had have one or the pole vault support so that's tough. Yeah, running a lot a lot easier for that. I just I don't know. So if we're just gonna take a, a two man poll here, do you do you think where we stand today, do you think there's gonna be any track and field in, in twenty twenty? I do think there will be track and field in twenty twenty. So you think the Olympics are still 
still going to happen? Yes. Would I bet on it? No. But I think it's <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Listening to not an expert, obviously, but listening to the Bill Simmons podcast the other day with Malcolm Gladwell. Those guys are obviously much more famous than we are. Not medical experts, though. Bill Simmons, though, said zero percent chance the Olympics happen. Now, is he in the IOC? No. Is he a medical professional? Like I said, no. But I thought that was interesting. One of the biggest voices in sports. Bill Simmons is wrong a lot, though. <laughs> Remember the time he thought the Boston Celtics were going to win like that's true seventy you could, games. Good, good point. I'm just saying with the seriousness, he, was, of he, this, had, he had a confidence level of probably the same he has here. Yeah. Well, see, you have to remember, though, he didn't know Kyrie was going to become this freaking just horrible person in the locker room. Uh, I almost said virus in the locker room, and I said that probably is not going to be in the best taste. Um, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying the word's starting to get around that's like, ugh, the Olympics. I know you said maybe May 1st, maybe summer, when they start to really, really, you know, batten down the hatches and decide, are we doing this or not? Because, I mean, like, canceling the Olympics, not just for the athletes, but that, uh, I know everything is being affected and billions of dollars upon trillions of dollars ultimately are going to be lost across the world. And But, oh man, canceling the Olympics is, is brutal. So I know they'll wait as late as they can, but, you know, we wait till May 1st, less than two months to the U.S. trials. Do we just say... Do we handpick a team, you know, if we can't do that? If the Olympics are still, like, how, like, how is, there's so many questions still to be answered. And it all depends on where this goes, how much, how worse, how much worse this virus gets in the United States. Unfortunately, I think for a bit, it's going to get a lot worse. Um, but to, to me, but if also, I put my, but also I think get the Olympics are It also can it get could. a lot better because think about what we're doing right now. We aren't in an office together. There's yeah, but no the country's NBA. There's no NBA games happening. There's sure. no. There's the b- local bars are being forced to shut down. Like measures are being taken. Like, sure, we can we can look at one tweet and see two people high fiving and think, oh, America's not taking it seriously. But the the businesses of America are taking it seriously. Yes. And so and the businesses of America is what runs America, right? We humans rely on whatever a business tells them. If a business is closed, a human can't go inside the business. So good point. If the businesses stop us from going anywhere, there's nowhere else to go, but stay home. And that's basically what's happening. You can't, you can't force a human being to stay home, but you can make them stay home. If you give them nothing to do outside. It's true. So I think that's what's happening. And we've seen it. I mean, to say that measures aren't being taken, they are like, yeah, of course you can't, you can't think of like, uh, like there people like on Twitter, people were complaining about Disney world. There was like a Disney world tweet. That was the yeah. last, that was the last day Disney world was open. Like they're closed today. Like that was mm-hmm. that the reason why it was crowded is because they all knew that on Monday it's shut down for like two months. Yeah. So people, you know, people are taking action. So are you stepping a foot outside of your apartment today? Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna go sure. get food. I gotta get food. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna wear win- winter gloves? No, no, I no. won't do that. Okay. I what? Mean, uh... I. I'm. I, I'm just gonna keep living my life, washing my hands after I go to the bathroom. You know, washing my hands, taking showers. That's good. You know, 
Wow. Covering my mouth when I cough and then walking. Proud you know. of you. I'm proud of you. Um, so that's, that's something I did, you know, since I was a young child. You're just prepared for this. You're ready to go. And you're not heading out to the bars. Because I don't Are the bars in, in Austin closed? No, they're still open. But I'm not, I wasn't going to go to a bar anyway. Like, I, I, I didn't it's know. It's Monday. I, I, don't, I don't plan on going to bars on Monday. <laughs> um, any movie you're looking forward to catching up on? Have you seen everything? Have you... Do you see Frozen 2 yet? No, I'm, I'm excited to uh, watch Ozark on Netflix. It comes out mm-hmm. March 27th. Yes. And I'm currently catching up on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. I'm a stand-up comedian, so I got that. But just got to tell our viewer, viewers what. We're, we can wrap this up here. Again, email us at flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. That's yes. at gmail.com. Email us questions or thoughts, anything really. Just, just, just drop us a line. We're all stuck in our houses, like you. If you, what do you want to talk about, track? Uh, any guests you want us to get? Uh, we're gonna try to make a an effort to start scheduling some guests, get some good long conversations with athletes and how it's affecting them. And like uh, this. yeah, and even do some rewatchable type things. Maybe bring on an athlete to talk about one of their popular races and there we go behind the scenes of what they've done before that race and after. So we'll still give you your content daily here on flow track. Uh, listen to the podcast on any platform, Google play, Apple stitcher, Spotify, and on the website The website though, is going to have no video now because we are not in the office. So it'll just be a, a photo of you and me with an audio wave. Wow, I'm excited to see how that that plays out. Yeah. We got to get we got to get maybe if they're good sports about it, we can get Lopez Lamont and Paul Jalimo on this. Maybe just we have, just have them a, just talk. We don't even need to be there. We just have them yeah, talk to each other. Just talk it out. Just talk. Figure it out. Figure it out. In a time and of the country needs it most, this is, we need to settle the beef between Paul. I was going to say when the time when the country is coming together, but no, literally, do not come together. No one come together. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna try to have fun with this through this difficult time. No races is obviously the worst possible thing for the sport, but uh, with the country and obviously everyone's health, much more important than that. So we'll do what we can try to keep you guys cool. entertained. We'll see you guys tomorrow.